For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Here we go. Welcome in on Thanksgiving week. It is Follow the Money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. As we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino, as always, coming up. It is a uh, special edition of the show today and uh, this week because of the World Cup beginning in an hour. Nigel Seeley is going to join us in 30 minutes. We'll get his best bets on the England-Iran game and uh, find out if he likes the U.S. or Wales to advance out of Group B. U.S. in action a little bit later on today. Michael Lombardi on the program, NFL with him at 8 o'clock Eastern. And Mike Palm will join us as well. A little in-play action on the World Cup. And we'll talk some uh, college and NFL with him at that point, he is the VP of Circa, where we broadcast from every single day. Paulie, let's begin with the game that we uh, watched last night. Now, the Chiefs did not cover, so where it matters most here in the pocketbook anyway, uh, the Chargers got the money last night, but they, they could have, would have, should have won the game. Mahomes was just the magic man yet again. He's $1.50 today to win the MVP. He has 28 touchdowns. Joe Burrow is uh, number two at 22. He's running away with this thing. Yeah. And I don't understand the whole... Move there with Brandon Staley, who came in, guns a-blazing. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to be aggressive. The analytics tell me the story. You have Herbert, who is, you know, 6'5", 6'6", and they did a quarterback sneak in the game anyway, and he got it no problem. It's fourth and inches. Yeah, you're in your own territory, but you punted, and the Chiefs go right down the field to score. Yep. Yep. He shook after what happened last year. And listening, he's got the rabbit ears, too. It, not to mention how the Eagles have perfected that play now with the, with the push, huh? you know, with the quarterback sneak. So... You're going against Mahomes, 
You can't win a close game against them. It's fourth and inches and you punt. And uh, a big reason why you get beat. And again, an indictment of the coaching staff. Kelsey laughing after the game. They ran the exact same play as it is the walk-off in overtime as well last year. So they run the same play and it works again. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's a magician in, in the division. They uh, the, the division's over now. Uh, they sweep the Chargers. Could have lost both games. They win both. You're right, Mahomes, a huge favorite, a good-sized favorite now to win the MVP. And uh, you can't get Mike. Mike Williams comes back. He leaves with the ankle injury. And now uh, you wonder if they're going to make the playoffs now, that they dropped to 5-5. Five and five. And all this, it's the same thing every year about the talent. And uh, they look good on paper. But it might be the same story as last year, that they're going to fall one game short. Yep. Can you believe this with Mahomes? He is now 14-0 and in his career in road divisional matchups. 14-0 and on the road. I mean, that's just nuts. Yeah. And yeah. here's how difficult it is to win a Super Bowl in this league. He had Travis Kelsey, who actually now surpassed Rob Gronkowski for the most games with 100 yards and a, a by tight, tight end last night with 33. He's had Kelsey and he had Tyreek Hill in their primes. They've won one Super Bowl. And was, he's the best tight end. He's he's on pace to become maybe the best tight end of all time. Yeah, could and be Ty- right now. And Tyreek yeah. Hill is one of the best weapons we've ever seen. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's hurt and who's in, that he moves the ball and they get the win. That's and, astonishing. Yeah, sure. And who yeah. the running back's going to be and who gets hurt. Well, that's a clear upgrade. Plug and play. Well, yeah, okay. That, that I love yeah. the way that kid runs. Uh-huh. The rookie Pacheco, boy, oh, boy. I mean, and then Clyde edwards Hilaire got hurt last night. But, I mean, it's, it's obvious if you watch it and you give it 10 seconds of uh, thought. It's like this guy has to be the lead back here. Yeah. He's really, really yep. good. Yep. The other thing it appears they're gonna they have a good chance to get the one seed too now, with what what's oh, very good on. chance. Yep. Yep. They did lose to Buffalo, but Buffalo now has dropped a couple here, so uh, it looks like the Chiefs could uh, get the, on on track to get that one seed. It's going to be difficult to beat them there. Pretty good day of football. Eagles yep. very fortunate to survive, winning that game seventeen sixteen. They were down and out pretty much the entire game. Came back to win. Huge. Down ten in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah. That's that championship moxie, though, huh? Yep. And Colts have a good defense. That they, they definitely do. And you got to credit the Eagles' defense because of what happened against uh, the Commanders on Monday night. Taylor had 22 carries for only 84 yards. That was after he went nuts against the Raiders. Hell of a job. Colts go right down the field to start the game, and they hold them the field goals the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Get the big stop. Hilarious. What was it? Fourth and 23. Matt Ryan throws a five-yard pass. But uh, Sirianni celebrating after the game to be down 10 in the fourth quarter and you win. They've won seven in a row on the road. Great job. But this is this league, right? Peter King wrote about this this morning uh, and, and about what's going on in a couple of divisions. But Mike Florio tweeted about it as well. 126 games this year. This uh, One score entering the fourth quarter. Record. 72 games have been cited by a touchdown or fewer. Mm-hmm. Ties the record. 35 times a team's been down double digits and won. That's a record. There's another one, too, what happened. You saw the close game Sunday. You saw the Eagles come yep. back. It's been a historic season so far. I can give you some background, too, on uh, what happened in the Bills-Browns game. That landed eight with a 30 score of 31-23. So, eventually, they did go over the total. But uh, there is a book in town here, uh, the Westgate, who all bets were action on the game. And I got the background on this. Uh, I talked to John Murray, who is uh, in management over at the Westgate. The story goes, if you recall... During the pandemic season of 2020, there was a game between the Niners and Bills that also got moved because of the fires in the Bay Area. And at that point in their rules, they had it written where every bet will be a refund if there's a site change or a location change. And everybody was up in arms like, wait a second, what? I don't have action here? 
And a bunch of people took him to gaming. And then they're like, okay, well, look, it's the pandemic. We're rewriting rules now anyway because of the, the craziness. Nobody anticipated this, right? So uh, they told everybody, we will change then. And they specifically went to change their rules. And since then, they have it that if there is a site change, your bet is still going to have action, right? And I had a bet on under 46 at the Westgate on the Bills-Brown. So guess what? That was a loser, but I knew that going in. And uh, everybody still complained. So they complained in 2020. They complained this week. And my message was to him, nobody's ever going to be happy. No. So you listened to what they wanted no. two years ago. You completely changed it for people, your customers, betters. And now they're still pissed off today. Yeah. Hey, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? What would you complain about in the last game? I mean, that's ridiculous with the fires. Yeah, right. That's right. Right. Yeah. So, but they got middled on the game too. Yeah. So for what it's worth, if you bet plus eight and a half there and you came back at seven and a half, you landed yeah. right on eight for the game. Should have blown them out. Kept settling for field goals. Oh, yeah. But still, that was, that's, a, that's another nice win. You don't practice all week. Can you just get to the airport and what you had to deal with? And uh, with that, with what transpired all week in Buffalo when they get the win? So certainly manageable schedule for them the rest of the way. And now you go back-to-back games in Detroit. I have some major concerns about Josh Allen. Yeah, you didn't like it again? I thought he looked terrible yesterday. Oh, no. I, he missed, I, was, was the grip bad on the hand? Is it the elbow that's giving him a problem? He was off on so many passes. It's like, he, Brissett looked awesome. Allen, I have worries about. Hmm. So he was missing guys that were open, throwing away over their heads. He was. It looked like the Josh Allen... Uh, at Wyoming, or like his rookie year with Buffalo. Like, yeah, that's the guy that with the uh, the bad accuracy. That's him. So, and now they take on a Lions team that's suddenly red hot. That's right. Great job by Dan Campbell. This is something. They could go over their win total now. Three in a row. And I expect them to lose Thursday. That's not breaking news. But Jacksonville, Minnesota, Jets, Carolina, Chicago, Green Bay. You thought you were dead when you were 1-7. Oh, yeah. They got a shot to go over here now. And second place, Detroit Lions. Just toyed with the Giants. Great job by Dan Campbell. And, uh, you know, when Goff doesn't turn it over and they have a healthy St. Brown and you run the ball well, great job. I'm going to say something that uh, will get rejected, like to Kemi Matumbo for sure. If they if they kind of shock the world on Thursday and beat the Bills, I believe the Lions can win their division. And I was shopping around last night. They were 45-1 to 1 because I don't want to completely overreact. But if that Vikings offensive line is banged up against the Patriots, do you think they're going to move the ball against that front? Yeah. They're not. That's a great game Thursday night. That's very important. Though. Right. And if the Vikings yeah. happen to lose yep. that game, I'm just saying. I mean, I know it's far-fetched, yep. and it's a long shot for a reason. But if it, if it could break that way this week, because after the Bills, they get the Jags and the Vikings, they should have beat Minnesota the first time they played. Yeah, a lot of winnable games there. This winning streak can go from all of a sudden Good. three games yep. to like six. Yeah, yeah. And the, Big if. Yeah, yep, the in-play dream. How about how about two games, 3-3 three, three in the fourth quarter? Yeah. How about that, too? Yep. The Carolina game and then the an epic game in New England. But, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just. <laughs> they had two yards in the second half, the Jets. That was it. Two yards. Where does that one rank all time if you had the Jets oh. plus three and a half? Well, it was domination. The Patriots should have blown them out, but how it ended like that? But to that? lose like that. Yes, yeah. right. The 85-yard punt return? It was a walk-off. I'm going to call it a walk-off. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yes, right. And they don't call the block in the back, and yeah. the NFL came out last night and said why it wasn't a block in the back. They all agreed that he got him by the side. I'm not so sure what they were looking at. Yeah. But that's just, that's... I don't even know why he touched him. I mean, didn't... It, no, there's back, no the reason guy, to. He's not going to tackle him anyways. Yeah. So on, on that offensive yep. performance or lack thereof for the Jets, Robert Sala went yep. to the media and said, uh, yeah, not a big fan of what happened in the game. Coach, when you talk about the second half, especially the offense, seven possessions, only two total yards, 
Um, yeah, it's dog. So here you have the coach calling it dog bleep. Uh-huh. Again, only two uh, yards. Zach Wilson, 9-22 for 77 yards. Here is that quarterback, Wilson, basically asked the same exact thing. As an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no. Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> no. They're all over him in New York as a ship. That was worse than his performance, how he handled the media afterwards. You gave up three points. You lost the game. You didn't mm. let him down. No, no, we were right there. Then he says, how about this? He goes, guys, come on, it's windy out there. The other guy was 23 and 27. Looked pretty good. Yeah, right. Mac Jones actually looked pretty good yeah. yesterday. Oh, he's yeah. uh, that, that's ridiculous. My, my comparison. Oh, he was terrible yeah. after the game and during the Look game. Look at this tweet, by the way. They averaged <laughs> 2.77 inches per play in the second half. <laughs> yeah. my, I tweeted yeah. this out yesterday after the game. My comparison is that was the worst thing since Robin Ventura's walk-off Grand Slam solo shot to stay under. Yeah. Bad. I still think what happened in the Stanford game was worse. But it's, uh, you know, when you talk yeah. about the all-time bad beats... Dick House at there. Oh, my God. He houses at 85 yards. Unbelievable. Couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> I know. Happy Thanksgiving from Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Feast and all the action with Bet Rivers this holiday season. Football, basketball, hockey, the World Cup, and more. There's plenty to be thankful for with Bet Rivers. Check out their uh, Thanksgiving Day promotions, including a football bet and get, first touchdown insurance, and single game parlay bet and get. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. We were literally seconds away from total chaos in college football on Saturday. A lot is still at stake this weekend, and I believe we have an incorrect favorite. All coming up next. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. You don't have to wait until uh, Turkey Day to score a Black Friday deal with VEASAN. New VEASAN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. VEASAN Pro Access, you get the daily recap of the top plays every host and guest. The betting splits, great tool where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting, daily betting reports. And the VEASAN store, a great place to shop for hats, shirts, mugs, and other gear. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for the Black Friday offer. I would submit that uh, when college football is like that, there is no sport on the planet that's better. That was, uh, to me, the best day of the entire year for college football. The early games. Oh. Bedlam. Insanity. What happened? Uh, Eight games decided by one score? The look-ahead spots. Unbelievable, right? Ohio State struggles. Lucky to win. Michigan struggles. Lucky to win. North Carolina does lose. Mm -hmm. You had that angle with the look-ahead spot after what happened the week before, too. But the, the, the early window was drunk. It was great. It was awesome. Yes, All it these was. games down to the wire, so much up in the air. TCU almost losing around the same time as uh, Michigan almost going down. What happens then if both those teams lose? Yeah, yeah. Well, are we going to get? Are yeah. we eventually going to get Alabama in? Is that what we're talking about? No, no we're not going to see that. But that's uh, certainly chaos is uh, could happen here. And then what, what we're going to what they're going to do? Certainly a close loss by Michigan. You really have to consider them. What do you think of Sonny Dykes? I can't believe he was so calm afterwards. Yeah, we practice. <laughs> he was. Yeah, we do that in practice all the time. It's like, boy, you're really taking a chance there, Sonny. I can't believe he, he ran the missed football. missed an extra point, too. Right. Yeah, he right. runs it there. Yeah, no problem. Sure, cardiac kids, find a way to a win. F- total fire drill. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, ex- you're exactly right. That's the person that comes here to circuit, hits a jackpot for $7 million. You talk to him, oh, okay, I'm going to go take a nap. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, right. Are you? Okay, uh, great. God, I know. I couldn't believe the postgame stuff. Everyone was stunned. Yeah, we practice it all the time. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. He's all calm, cool, and collected. Runs out there, nails it. All right, go home. Win. Now, just don't blow it this weekend. Yeah, oh, they'll beat our, Oh, Matt Campbell, please. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, but this, this would yeah, you can't no. do this now. You got to win convincingly too. And don't worry about this. Worry about Kansas State in a Big Twelve yep. title game. Yeah, because K State was up big on him before the injuries in the first meeting. Yep. Yeah, but I don't want him to look ahead though either. I don't. I don't want them to like be like, okay, now we got this thing wrapped up. Because who knows? I mean, it just that college football is dumb enough. The Big Twelve yep. would be dumb enough for them to lose the game. Um, the game in Los Angeles on Saturday night between the Bruins and the Trojans, kind of like everybody expected. I mean, that total yep. opened up 82, dropped to 75, and I mean, 48-45 with the final. And that's today where, I mean, I believe we have the wrong favorites. I, I, if you watch that game, I don't know how you can walk away saying, you know what, C.J. Stroud is going to get my vote for the Heisman Trophy. The, the USC has absolutely no defense whatsoever. Yeah. None. They have, yeah. W- Williams knows no room for error. 
he has to take the field and he's going to outscore the uh, opposition. He has yeah. to do it. And and to think now the one loss on the two-point conversion against Utah, but 33 touchdowns, three interceptions, and coach of the year is tough. I mean, you're at, you probably go Sonny Dykes because their win total was six and a half. USC was atrocious under Helton. They won four games last year, and I don't care what happens Saturday against Notre Dame. This guy is an all-time great job by Lincoln Riley. Mm. Great job by Lincoln. They won four games, and with a horrible defense, they're still in position where they can make the playoff? Yep. Great coaching job. The Buckeyes have a much better defense than last year, and I know Addison's a really good wide receiver at USC. Uh, Have you watched Marvin Harrison Jr. play? Kid is unbelievable, and they have talent across the board there. Uh, Three running backs go down, doesn't matter. And oh, by the way, when you look at the overall numbers, Williams has 500 yards more passing. Um, He has two fewer Mm -hmm. touchdowns. But Stroud has four INTs to three in rushing yards. It's 316 to 77, seven touchdowns to zero. And oh, by the way, the numbers against top 25 teams are all much better for Williams. I don't understand what I'm looking at here. Is it because Stroud was the preseason favorite? If they voted today, you should have your vote stripped away if you vote for C.J. Stroud. There's no way he can win today. Now, it can flip on Saturday if Stroud's awesome against Michigan. Right. And uh, I don't know. USC, to me, is laying too many points against Notre Dame. You know how these Notre Dame games go. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. That, that was impressive in the snow on Saturday against BC, but generally the dogs are absolutely live in their games. Yeah, and May's out of it after that performance. Yeah, he's done. That was uh, I didn't see that coming. They get beat by Georgia Tech. The other thing is the turnover margin. It I guess it you know goes back to Iowa last year. Can this continue? Well, yes, it can. They're plus twenty in the turnover margin, and and they had the the miracle win in Corvallis when they won by what four, and they were plus four in the turnover margin in that game. And Oregon State kept turning it over deep in their. USC territory, but this uh, they should be able to beat Notre Dame, and then and then whoever you see in the Pac-12 title game, but this is just this this luck story. The only way they can stop people is if they get interceptions, and uh, they are fun to watch. And this kid is unbelievable, and I'm with you. As of today, he's, he should be the favorite to win the Heisman. Who's going to be the fourth team in now that Tennessee is out of it? Let's assume that Georgia beats LSU, Ohio okay. State beats Michigan. Okay, and, uh, what's the uh, score? Uh, like 37-20. Oh, boy. USC loses. And TCU loses? You, well, we'll assume TCU wins, but USC loses one of their games. Who's the fourth team at that point? My God. They uh, might, they might Clemson? Find a, yeah, they might find a way to put Clemson in. I was looking around for Clemson national title numbers, and the best I could find was like 30-1. to 1. I'm like, oh, boy, you're going to get just destroyed by Georgia. How about Washington? They're, they're actually on the board. You can bet them. Well, yeah, what if they went out? They win the Pac-12 title. It's up in the, yeah. Assuming everyone loses. Absolutely. That's also including a Clemson loss. Right, right. Clemson has their hands full against uh, South, Carolina. South Carolina. That's no gimme. Now, how about, how, how about the win and in scenarios this week? It starts tomorrow with Ohio. Win, they're in the conference title game. Troy, win, they're in the conference title game. K-State against Kansas. Oregon against Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Iowa. How about that? Iowa can do this. Well, they get throttled by uh, Ohio State, likely. I can't believe I watched that game because I have the Minnesota win total over 7.5, which Uh, is now going to be a loser if they can't uh, beat Wisconsin. They they gave that game away 10 different times. Yes, absolutely. You look at the box score. It's uh, vomit-inducing. And and we start with the big one Friday, Cincinnati. Not only if they they win, they also get to host at home the title game. They take on Tulane in the early game Friday. There's your winning in scenarios. Mm -hmm. But this is, yeah, oh, there's absolutely pandemonium here. If the, if the upset TCU goes down, USC gets beat. Well, if both those scenarios happen, right. I don't know what they're going to do. Clemson will be in if they win out. You're running out of teams. Yeah, I do. I, still, look- I think they got to take Michigan over Clemson. 
Oh, I hope you're right. I, I really think, do, I but I, have to. I depends on how much stock they put into these dumb conference title games. And how Clemson looks uh, against South Carolina and what happens against North Carolina. But uh, if, if Michigan loses a close game to Ohio State, okay. I mean, the, you, you can't drop them that far. I, I'm going to throw this out there right now. I know you're going to scoff at me, but I, I have to bring it up. If Georgia handles LSU, Ohio State takes care of Michigan, no problem. TCU loses, Clemson loses, USC loses. I'm Alabama will get no. a look by the committee. They're not even on the board. No, they're, they're on the they're on the board to win the national I title. I don't even see. I didn't even see them. I oh looked, yeah, I I've see seen them on the board. I didn't even see them. Yeah, no. they'll go with a conference champ. Like who? No, probably Pac-12 winner. But then who's the thir- who's the fourth team? That's only three we're talking about. Then uh, you still have to slow look at Michigan. I mean, you want to run out of teams there? Yeah. You're gonna, you want to take two loss Alabama over no, one I don't loss? Want, I want nothing to do with them. Okay, right. Yeah, no. Nah. No, zero to do with them. I say no. Um, I, I think it's finally over because it's even the Tennessee loss now, too. Th- this, is, uh, this is why I always say this is me personally, but I, I don't know how you, you have to be watching games live to bet in play. Uh, I learned my lesson early mm-hmm. on when in play was you know, starting to become a thing years ago. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to take the team that was favored in the game and they're down now. They'll come back and win no problem. We'd get carried out all the time. I'm like, why? I'm not watching the game. I have no idea what happened. If you were watching the South Carolina-Tennessee game. Oh, God. Okay. You you just knew that it was going to be South Carolina's night, or that Tennessee was going to have no solution for their offense. I mean, right. Rattler looked amazing, right? Yes. So, because Tennessee was such a big favorite, twenty two points in that neighborhood before the game, they're down fourteen seven. South Carolina is getting the ball back, still catching fourteen and a half points. Like this defense is going to slow down South Carolina tonight. I'm catching more than two touchdowns with a seven point lead in the ball right now. Like I'll take my chances with South Carolina. They had the ball up double digits, and they were still dogs to win the game. I, I couldn't believe it. Oh, they they were yeah. early on in the game. When they were up by seven, they were still a huge dog. Dog. Yeah, it's also historic. Yeah. A team laying twenty two gets housed by twenty five, and that's sad news with Hooker. Oh, it's t- but it's that six. was uh, that's just a, that's embarrassing. That's <laughs> you can't. They did whatever they wanted. Yeah. Oh my God. But you could you kind of had the idea right away. Like, um, this is not going to go well for Tennessee tonight. Like they're not going to be slowing down. Spence, that was the best game he's ever played in his life. Yeah, right. Kid looked phenomenal, and now yeah. the Gamecocks are catching a huge number against Clemson. Open up 16 here. It's right around 15 right now. That's a horrible spot, but God, that's a lot of points. Yeah. You know? Even with Dabble running it up against Miami. Well, he's not he afraid did? to do that. Yeah. But make that, sure the cover gets there. Boy, that's a lot. Yeah. That seems like too much to me, too. Yeah. Buckeyes are but, laying uh, seven and a half. Yep. Tough and call. Tough call. Coram says he's okay, uh, but ready. He'll be good to go. Another big one too is uh, the Oregon game. They're, they're, Oregon's still live, believe it or not. If they have things shake their way, they could potentially get in. They, they opened up three against Oregon State. Now it's three and a half. That's a really good game. Someone should get. Someone at worst case should win the conference with two losses, and that's when they could have a case because they're all sitting there top. Some because even Washington's twelfth right now. Yep. And uh, they, 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 the Apple Cup's enormous, though, too. It is. They're a small road favorite in that game. Yep. Up next, soccer expert Nigel Seeley is going to join the show. We have three matches to bet on today. England is in action at the top of the hour. And uh, USA takes on Wales at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific. Does he like the U.S. to advance? Find out coming up next. the 
money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back, football season GM Shuffle Podcast, a must listen for every football fan. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi goes off on players, teams, coaching decisions every Monday and Thursday throughout the football season. Download and subscribe to the GM Shuffle Podcast from VEASAN and DraftKings today, wherever you get your podcasts. And at this time, he joins us every Monday, the great Michael Lombardi. And I'm sure you're going to go off later today on what, how about the Jets-Patriots game? And how and how yeah. you get you took the points and the walk off almost a walk off punt return with five seconds left. Uh, I mean, it's you know it's reminiscent when, when when Belichick and I were together in, in Cleveland, we played Pittsburgh, and uh, Vinny Testaverde. It was '93. Testaverde gets hurt in the game. We got to put Kosar back in there, and Metcalf had took one back to the house earlier. We couldn't move the ball the entire day once Kosar came back in. And then Pittsburgh punted the ball late in the game to us, and Metcalf took it down the sideline, and we won the game. And, and it was kind of reminiscent. I mean, look, I don't know why you punt the ball in the field of play with no time left. Just punt it out of bounds. I mean, both teams were trying to avoid turnovers, both teams' offenses. I mean, this, the Patriots' offense wasn't as bad as – I mean, they averaged five yards of play. Yeah. They had moments. They only had four incomplete passes the whole day with a the win. They missed two field goals, but – I mean, again, situational football dictates that you punt the ball out of bounds there. Like, you you know, everybody's going to say Zach Wilson lost the game, and he was god-awful. We know this. But <laughs> you can't punt the ball in bounds. You cannot punt the ball in bounds there. It's it's really a violation of game of situational football. What do you do with Zach Wilson? Well, I mean, I don't know what to do with him. I mean, you know, like, look, he hasn't played well. You know, he played a good fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. He played a good fourth quarter against Miami, but they're scared to death he's going to turn the ball over. Right, right. And they're not, they're not, they're a good defense. I would not say they can win the game. I mean, New England had 297 yards, and, and the game probably ends if they make two field goals. I mean, when does Nick Falk miss field goals like that? And the win was certainly a, a problem in the game. New England had eight penalties for 55 yards in the game, which is unlike them, which really hurt them. And they gave up six sacks. Their offensive line did not play well. But to me, you know, when you gain 103 yards and you only have 49 plays and you're 3 for 14 on third down, I mean, there's a couple things you got to look at. Is it players, coaches, or schemes? And I think ultimately it's a little bit of both. When you only come home and you're on that plane and you look at the game book and you got six first downs, two by penalty, something's wrong. Yeah, and two yards in the entire second half. Yeah. I mean, that can't happen, obviously. So then sticking in that division, I said this in the first hour of the show, I mean, I I don't know if Josh Allen could not grip the ball yesterday. I don't know if the elbow's still giving him a problem. I, I thought he looked off. Did you? Yeah, I did too. I didn't think he was in rhythm. And I think, you know, much like I've often said, I, like I, Stefanski continues to get passes, you know, for making bad decisions in games. Like he goes for it on fourth down when he has a field goal. You know, and if he, does, if he kicks that field goal, you know, he's going to get himself closer. And once again, you know, he's got 41 attempts with Jacoby Brissett. Now, I know they got behind. But if I told you Nick Chubb was only going to carry the ball 14 times in the game, he only had 19 yards, you would yeah. say, oh, my gosh. But I, I agree. I didn't think he was – look, his longest pass of the day was 28 yards, Josh Allen. I mean, he only had – he had under 200 yards against the secondary that we watched Miami move the ball up and down the field. And this was in perfect conditions, too. So, you know, again, they won the game with their running game. Allen only ran the ball three times in the game. They won the game with their ability to run the ball which is what's been Cleveland's downhill. They went last week against Miami. Miami ran the ball against them. This week, Buffalo runs the ball against them. And at some point, you either fix it or it's just going to continue to happen. 
Do you think Detroit can give them a tough game on Thanksgiving? And, and what do you think of these suddenly hot Lions? I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, I got to applaud golf for winning two outdoor games in a row, especially in cold weather. I mean, we've all been saying this all year. Like, we know the Giants are not a great team. Mm-hmm. And we know that the, the, the Minnesota's not a great team. And we were expecting the time bomb to go off. But you got to give Goff credit. He didn't turn the ball over. He hung in there. And when, the, and when the Lions can run the football like they did, when they have Swift back, you know, and even though he wasn't the leading rusher, they're a better team. I just don't know if they can. the speed of their defense can keep up. It was very disappointing that, that the, the, the Giants, A, couldn't run the ball on them. They only averaged 3-4 carry against them. And and they and the longest run was 15 yards, and they had Daniel Jones had to throw the ball in the game, 44 attempts, and he throws two picks. That's not how they want to play, and so they played outside their comfort zone and got handled. I, I would have a hard time thinking the Lions would, but I think there's something off with Buffalo right now. Okay, then okay, another matchup that we have on Thanksgiving Day. It's the night game. It's the Patriots on the road against the Vikings. Do you think that that was a one-off yesterday for the Vikings, where it's like, okay, we're going to throw, we're going to burn this footage, forget about this. Or it's like their offensive line was banged up, and they're going to go from the Cowboys' front to the Patriots' front. And if they have you know injuries on the offensive line, I can't imagine that going very well on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean it's going to be hard, right? You know, and 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 the game kind of got it. Sometimes games gets away from you, and I think you just got to throw it away. The Patriots don't have anybody like Tony Pollard who's dynamic. I mean, in my next book, I wrote I was writing up Gale Sayers, and I'm watching Gale Sayers run the ball, and Tony Pollard runs like Gale Sayers. Now people think Gale Sayers is this change of direction. Gale Sayers was a slasher with incredible speed, like Pollard, and could catch the ball in the backfield and could make the home run. With, with one step, and this Pollard's just dynamic, and he's hard. New England doesn't have that, so that's not going to be in play, but you're right. I mean, without Darashaw at left tackle, this is going to be a problem, and especially we know when Cousins not, doesn't feel protected, you know, that's a problem, and we know Belichick's going to take Jefferson, try to take Jefferson out of the game. He had three catches for 33 yards yesterday, long mm-hmm. of 15. You know he's going to see double coverage the minute he gets off the team bus. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You made a great point before the interview, too, about yeah, how can this? You just with the Giants and Vikings, this luck factor can't continue every single week. You know, they were like I said on my show on Sunday morning. At some point, they're not going to go undefeated. Like they were going to lose games. You know, and you just didn't want to be the time bomb holding them. I didn't trust Detroit. I thought that they could muscle away out of Detroit. I don't think they can beat the Cowboys, but I think this line. When I looked at it this morning, I mean, I think the lines kind of overreacted. I mean, it's up to eight. Like I think that I think they'll play this yeah. game a lot. What's I mean, I think it's it's uh, eight and a half and some nine at Circa right now. I'm seeing it on my board, so I think they'll play better. But remember now, the Giants, the Giants are have to play a certain way. And as this year has gone on, their depth has kind of been depleted. But I think they'll keep that game close. I would be surprised if if that line continues to hang around nine. It was a huge win because you're down 10 in the fourth quarter on the road by the Eagles. But are you concerned about what they failed to do offensively through three quarters? Yeah, I, I you know, I think you got to be a little bit. And I think there's a formula to beat them, right? And I think that's what's got to concern you more than anything is, is we know the Colts are fast on defense, right? And we know that it, with that speed of the defense, it becomes a problem. And, you know, when, they, when they're not able to really ec- execute like they are or play from in front, and that's a real issue. You know, I mean, Hertz led their team in rushing yesterday. You know, I didn't think he was dynamic. He only had seven incomplete passes, but I didn't think he made a lot of plays. They, they turned the ball over. I mean, they, they had four fumbles in the game they lost to. Now, up until last week on Monday night, they had been really good at protecting the ball. They only had three turnovers going into the Monday night game. And now since Monday night, they've had, they've had, they've had six turnovers. 
So they've got to do a better job of protecting the football, and that's going to help them. And look, the, the Colts, I, I know everybody wants to make fun of Saturday, and me included, because I don't think he's an NFL coach. Mm. But the Colts did beat the Chiefs at home. I mean, the Colts are not a bad team. Sure. They're not a great team, but they're at least competitive, especially at home, and their, their defense can carry them a little bit. Oh, the defense has been rock solid pretty much the entire year. Michael Lombardi, our guest here and Follow the Money, it's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. What did you make of the respect? Now, I know that they were at home, but the respect overall in the market yesterday for the Steelers hosting the Bengals. I didn't understand it, Mitch. I really didn't. I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand why people were all over. In my number, in my power rankings, I had it as a six-point game. I mean, I was on the Steelers with Bill A.D.'s newsletter. I loved, I loved, I loved Cincinnati in the newsletter yesterday. I, I just didn't see it. And, again, this is the classic example of Cincinnati. Cincinnati scores 20 points in the second half, okay? They put the game away. But really, where Cincinnati has won games when they went to the Super Bowl last year is Lou Amaromo, he's really good in the second half. He held them to no, really very little yards in the second half until the game was out of control. And he kind of, I thought he would clamp down on Pickett. He did. And I thought that they would be able to just continue to move the ball down the field. I don't know where Pittsburgh all of a sudden became a good team. Plus, I think it's really hard to beat a team twice in one season. Last year, they went in yeah. there and they won 24 to 10, Cincinnati. They won 41 to 10 at home. And Burrow turns the ball over yesterday twice and they still win by seven. Yeah. Yeah. Italian Thanksgiving. How soon? How early does the food come out Thursday? Well, I got to work on Thursday, so the food can't come out until I get home from work. So <laughs> it'll be out at two o'clock. As soon as those games start, you know we're going to make sure we have it, Paulie. We're not going to miss any of that. You know, it's going to be a good. It'll be a great day of football, and then we get the night game. I think the night game is going to be a lot of fun. You know, because it, it'll be. Yes. We'll get to see how Belichick tries to play Minnesota, and and I think the four four thirty game with Dallas and the Giants. I think the Giants will bounce back. I think both those teams get embarrassed. It's the best thing for, to ever happen to them because they were not going to go undefeated. All right. We'll see you soon. Happy Thanksgiving, my Thanks, friend. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. There it is. Michael Lombardi. Look at the Giants now. Now, remember, they've already lost to Seattle. 7-3. and three. Dallas, Washington, Philly, Washington, Minnesota, Indy, Philly. That is a brutal stretch to close the season. And they couldn't get Barkley going yesterday either. Do you want – oh, look it's at tough. this now. Look at how the number has adjusted – for the Giants to make the playoffs, I'm looking at yes right now, minus 150. The no is only plus 130. It was $3 last week. I was hoping to hop on right now, and it would be close to $3. Yeah. It's not. Long gone. That was alarming. I know the lines. The, the it de- was. The defense yep. has turned it around. You can't get Barkley going at all in the game. No. Nothing. Yep. yep. It's interesting. Heineke, 4-1. and one. The one loss against the Vikings. They blew a 10-point lead late. That is a tough schedule the rest of the way. Do you want to Mama. take? Do you want to take a nibble on the Lions eight to one to make the playoffs? Uh, I can't. There's no room. You can only lose one game. It's easy, but it's not that easy for the schedule. Well, what if? The, I mean, are they going to win? And the team that you just talked about. Well, what if the, they fall on their faces? Well, the question. Yeah, the question I asked with Michael, I would put Mike White in. Why not? I would put either they guy asked, in. They asked him right. They asked him about. It. He goes, "It's the first thing from my mind." The kid's terrible. Oh, he's, yeah. He should have thrown three interceptions in should, the game. Should not be on the field right now. Oh, and then no. uh, did you let the defense down? No. No. Wilson's a rookie. He's going bananas. Unacceptable. That's how we practice all this. He's going scorched yeah. earth on him. Up next, we have opening numbers for Thanksgiving week in the NFL. Uh, they're on the move. I hate playing double-digit favorites, but...
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests. Compete for your share of 41000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. DraftKings.com for details. 21, uh, 21 and over. Please celebrate responsibly. The good. Pretty, pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. The bad. I've had it with this dump. Got no food. Got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. And the ugly. First of all, that's horrible. Wow, that was the worst piece of crap I've ever seen. I have to go Dan Campbell and the Lions. They could have packed it in when they were 1-7. And the tough losses that they had, and they have turned it around. 
And you you were you thought that ticket was dead a coaster when they were one and seven. You could get that win total now. Three in a row. Bigger to lose Thursday at home to the Bills. But with Jacksonville, Minnesota, Jets, Carolina, Chicago, Green Bay coming up, if Goff doesn't turn it over, I mean, that's a good offense. Great job defensively forcing some turnovers. Good job by the Lions. Also, Heineke in Washington. Definitely in the playoff mix here as well. They've won four of five with Heineke. And again, the loss, they're up 17-7 late against Minnesota. How about college football win totals? UConn's win total was two and a half. Six wins for Mora. Georgia Tech, three and a half, fired their coach. Five wins, upset win Saturday. Kansas win total was two and a half. They got six, even with all the injuries. TCU's win total was six and a half. They're 11 and 0. And the other good, the early slate of the college, not just the whole, the whole Saturday was awesome, but the early slate of college football Saturday. All the one-score games, everything coming yeah. down to the wire, fantastic. That's my good. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to begin with as well. I mean, when when that sport is good, like it was on Saturday, there's nothing better. Uh, college football was amazing. Michigan, TCU at the same exact time. Ohio State versus Maryland. Well, you saw South Carolina and then USC, UCLA. Also my good, Caleb Williams, USC quarterback. Oh, yeah. 3,480 passing yards now, basically 500 more than C.J. Stroud. Stroud has two more touchdowns, but one more INT. The rushing yards, Williams, 316 to 77, and seven touchdowns to zero for Stroud. Uh, against the top 25 again, Williams' numbers much better than Stroud's. I, If he plays well against Notre Dame and they win that game, he, he has to win the Heisman Trophy. I'm with you. I, I don't care that C.J. Stroud was the favorite in, in the preseason. It doesn't matter to me. You got to knock it off with this narrative stuff that goes on through the year, and and if you don't watch the games on the West Coast, then don't vote. Give it up. I don't want to hear that. That's lazy and unacceptable. Trout didn't play well against Notre Dame either. He did not. No, he did not. Nope. Um, also, my good, I totally agree with you. The Commanders' defense and the Lions in general. Lions controlled most of that game yesterday. The Commanders' defense, their first half numbers yesterday. It was 14 first downs to one. Oh, God. And it was 246 yards to five in the first half. Wow. So that defense is playing terrific. My bad. Uh, Tennessee getting embarrassed by South Carolina. But the Hendon Hooker injury really, really stinks. But you came out, if you win that game, you're going to be in the playoff in a 22-point favorite like that. Uh, you get run out. That was an excellent observation about the in-play. I couldn't believe it either. Yeah. That was my other takeaway from the game. It's like, wait a second. South Carolina has the ball up double digits. They're still dogs to win the game, yeah. and Tennessee can't stop them? I could not believe what was going on. Sometimes your eyeballs tell a different story than what's going on with the algorithm. Right. Right. And that's why you got to watch games to bet it live. Panthers, 205 yards of offense, 3.8 yards per play. Mayfield, two more INTs. Oh. And uh, I got to put the Bears in here as well. You brought this up a little earlier. They allow at least one Mickey Mouse play to happen every single game. <laughs> yes. It's like clockwork. Yeah, and yeah. God, you win that game. Don't allow the kickoff return for a touchdown. You're in control. Can't happen. You are in control. Should have won that game. Tough loss. My bad, Viking. I mean, come on. It should have been ugly, but 40-3, to three and it's over early. How right. about this? Hey, NFL. I put the NFL on there. It's why, you, it's why you have to give us more than three late games. That was oh. the national game. They had to go away from it. They took it off the air. It was so bad. Go! There we go. It's a header. I think that paid 4-1. to one. First goal to be a header. Maybe higher than that, 8-1. Yeah, England's on the board. 
My God, what uh, what time is it? 30, 34th minute. 34th minute. 34th yep. inning. Yep, England gets on the board. Beautiful goal. That is something. Uh, Hackett and Denver again. 16 points, and they blow it late. And it was just... Can you run the ball there at least to take 40 seconds off the clock on third and long? I know. That was stupid, too. I would agree. This guy's so in over his head. I can't really blame the defense, by the way, on that uh, the Adams, which is too good. He put, he ju- The overtime touchdown? Oh, my God. What a route. Oh, who's, who's on Jacobs, though? Oh, the, the, the play before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nobody. Before the, yeah, ridiculous. Good, good play call by McDaniels and company there and uh, Lombardi's son. Right. To get him open like that. Yes, right. Right. That's an incredible goal. Great job by him. Boy, that's Look tough. That. Yep. Uh, win total. How about one? For, I did the good. How about the bad? Texas A&M win total was nine. <laughs> what, do they, they have four? Yeah, they're going to one game in conference. One. They play LSU Saturday. Davis Mills again, 160 yards, two interceptions, and the pick six early. You set the tone? You put your team in a hole right away. Where's he throwing that ball? Oh, is he bad? And I, my ugly's got to be Tennessee because from the standpoint, look at this. The 25-point loss as a 22-and-a-half-point favorite is the third largest loss by a team favored by at least three touchdowns. 1999 Arizona State was laying 28 and lost. By 25, excuse me, lost by 28, laying 25 to New Mexico State, and a 2005 Bowling Green lost by 31 as a 25-point favorite over Western Michigan. That's from the Bear Chris Felica. I mean, you're right there. You're right. You're right there. You're going to go to the playoff. Yeah, oh yeah. And you just get humiliated, and they drop a 60 burger on you. Yeah, this one's very easy. You got to go with the Jets again. Two yards in the second half of offense. That was it. Wilson nine at 22 for 77 yards. I like that tweet that we put up earlier. They averaged 2.77 inches per play. In the second half, you're a playoff team. Your defense is uh, keeping you in all these games. Yep. It's a legit, like, top whatever unit. Very, very good. And the offense gives you nothing, basically. Again, you go, go back and look at the schedule. They're very fortunate to be where they're at. Everybody talks about the Giants. Luck's not going to continue. I felt the same way about the Jets. Never should have defeated the Steelers. Right. Never, never, ever in a million years should have won the game against the Browns. Right. There are others on the schedule. It's like, okay, well, uh, I guess you got fortunate again. How about Denver? You won 16-9, and yep. that wasn't Wilson. That was Brett Rippon. Rippon. I mean, not that it maybe would have mattered, but point well, taken. Yeah. Also, you know, yeah, did we see the real Minnesota Vikings? I can't wait to see what happens now on Thursday night. Can't wait to see it. With that offensive line dinged up, and the Patriots' front, led by Judon, is basically as good as the Cowboys. What a, what a gauntlet this is for Minnesota, by the way. On the road against Buffalo, at home against the Cowboys, at home against New England. Three games in a short amount of time like that? Oh, boy. That's a big one Thursday night. Patriots have a tough schedule, but you got to definitely think playoffs. You win that game on Thanksgiving. And uh, my last one, the college football playoff. Oh. If somehow, some way, Clemson's live. They're very much live right now, and I don't even want to bring up the other school, but if somehow Alabama would sneak in. Yeah. If we get total chaos. Oh, you, you're saying no because you don't want to believe it. No, but. there's no chance for Alabama. Okay. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Okay. Because you, you you can't even make a conference title game, and you have two losses. So that's still, still, the Pac-12 champ, Pac champ will have two losses, worst case. But uh, Is it absolute worst case? What if Oregon loses this week in Oregon State? Then it's Washington, isn't it? Then it Washington what if, what if Washington loses to Wazoo? They're a two-point favorite. Oh, God. So what if the Pac-12 champ has three losses? Yeah, God. Which is possible. Again, I don't want to go down this path, but... Uh, yeah. TCU's got to win, win out. They have to win out. 
Oh, it's a mess. What about this? The potential for madness here is is real. If TCU loses a close game in the Big 12 title game and everybody else loses, are they they still in? I like that too, right. Absolutely. Because K-State's good. That's why uh, that's why Michigan's got a great chance here. Keep it close. You got to keep it close. You still, uh, uh, even with a loss, Michigan should be ahead of Clemson. They were so A- lucky to win that game against Illinois. ACC is garbage. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want Clemson anywhere near the playoff. No. No. There, so there you go. go. That's the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. I'll take a look at the in play. What do you have now? Two and a half juiced what? Two and a half, yeah. Uh, two and a half over minus 135. England's minus $1,400 to win. Risking 1400 to win 100 And, uh, yeah. Draw is 6-1. to one. No goal first 31 minutes, Cassius. Just it was a long delay. The, the keeper was down forever. Sure. Just keep Iran off the scoreboard. That's all we need. Win to nil. And we're all going to be happy, right? Have they even had possession? Just been, yeah, it's been uh, tilted here, the field. Yeah. All right, so follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always get in touch with the show on email. It's ftm at vcin.com. We'll get into uh, more numbers coming up next, including a peek at uh, the Monday Night Football game that we have going on tonight, again, according to reports. Looks like Colt McCoy is going to be the starting quarterback in this game for Arizona. And uh, some good matchups overall. There is, again, one player... It doesn't go this way all the time. I understand that. But there's one player based on the matchup and current form who should, and he's not putting up good numbers at all this year, but tonight needs to be the night. I'll explain who and why coming up next. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Maryland residents, mobile sports betting will officially launch November 23rd. DraftKings, now's your chance to sign up for DraftKings today. You'll receive $200 in free bets after you sign up. Visit DraftKings.com for more information. Welcome aboard. Here we go. This is uh, very cool. A special appearance on a on an early Monday morning as the VP of Circus Sports, the Golden Gate and D in downtown Las Vegas. Mike Palm joins the uh, the show here. Good morning, Maestro. How are you? Hey, good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. I'm, I'm hey, still uh, trying trying to warm up. We took the kids to uh, Enchant at Resorts World last night, and uh, uh, a little a little chilly. <laughs> I see that. Yes. Uh, you appear to be as of right now, as if the uh, heat's <laughs> broken at your house. Okay, before oh, no, we get it's in... on, it's on 74, Mitch. Okay. okay. Uh, before we get into some of the uh, weekend action here in the world of football, this match is finally... Can you believe this, Mike? The added time? My God, it's finally at halftime. It's 3-0 England. What is your approach to betting this match, either live um, and what you want to do here moving forward for the rest of this match? Mitch, I wrote an article about this in the World Cup Guide about stoppage time if you like to bet no goal in the first whatever minute here i mean they scored three goals in the first half and i cashed no goal under 31 14 minute stoppage time turns into 17 minutes becomes a no goal in the first 17 i mean if you if you look at that no goal in the first however many minutes angle you're you're looking for head injuries and drones and, and we got one today <laughs> that was that was he was down for a long time yeah absolutely stay down yes stay down. yes be he careful. did careful be cautious i <laughs> Yeah, right. In play, 
three and a half England minus one ninety. The totals four and a half under one forty. So I, I does the Ron even have? I don't think they have a shot. I haven't even seen them have possession. Now they they have twelve percent possession. Oh. I don't know that they have. They don't have. They don't even have a shot yet. Alone a shot on goal. There's no score here for them. So I mean, you you can pick it. I mean, lay the lay. You know, lay that England's going to win here. Uh, I wouldn't go under four and a half because this game could be five six nothing. Okay. Nigel made a really good case earlier today for the over in the second match, Netherlands and Senegal. You don't like betting overs though. Uh, what are you going to do with that match? And then any opinion on the late game in, uh, featuring Team USA? I took a shot at Netherlands to win the cup, so I've got action on it already. Okay. Um, so I find it you could find a two and a half on that total with Wales. I'd go under here. This is a case where you have two evenly matched teams. Really, and the team that loses this game is probably out. Both teams mm-hmm. play for a draw and then go for goal differential. Um, it's it's likely they both lose to England, although Wales has the advantage of England beats America in the second game and has six points and has it wrapped up. Uh, does Wales get the advantage there? The U.S. might know goal differential, what they'll need against Iran, but this game smacks of a draw, probably, but maybe 1-1. Uh, if your book has two, wait for the end game to start. You're probably going to have to lay around 175, 180, but I would go under two and a half here. I cannot see this game getting to three goals. The, the U.S.'s only chance is to defend, defend, defend. You're going to play the prop again? No goal first. This is 35 minutes in this game. It's a little long there, Paul, isn't okay. it? I mean, yeah. maybe at some point it'll get to 40, and then you can then you can go yes and, and, and under in the first half and probably both at plus price. Yeah. Uh, at, at some point, if they keep extending this out, you know, in the EPL, the numbers is somewhere from 24 to 27, 28 minutes. So obviously this is extended with the defensive style in the World Cup in these in these opening matches for sure. Do you think that draw price is worth a bet at where it's at? Is that, I do. Do you do a plus 210 or so? I, I do anything over $2. Okay. Okay. You see the screen here. Uh, you put that back up, guys. It's two and a half at DraftKings on the match under minus 180. Uh, with the two and a half. So Mike's right about once they tip off with the in-play, if there are two showing. You mentioned this when you were in studio Wednesday about Mane, and now he's out. Netherlands and Senegal. Uh, two and a half is the total here, under minus 145, and Netherlands minus $2. Anything on the middle game? Yeah, like I said, I got that play on the Netherlands yeah. to win it all. So uh, I'm already invested here. Um, now I'll look for an in-game opportunity based on that investment. Right. I mean, I can hedge off a little bit if this game is a is a draw late and play a draw while it's still a plus plus price. It's just a slight hedge uh, to the Netherlands advancing and, and getting to the finals. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mike Palmar, guest VP of Circus Sports in downtown Las Vegas. So you told me that uh, in the battle for Los Angeles over the weekend, uh, the house here had no urn. I know what you're talking about, but uh, please explain. Well. Anybody, so when the number was two and a half, the only action we got was USC. As soon as the number hit three, everybody that bet USC bet money line. I mean, it was just amazing. You would have think there might have been still a few recreational people that would lay three later in the day on Saturday night. It was all money line. And then everybody took UCLA at three. So all we got were wins at two and a half, USC wins on the money line and pushes at three. I mean, every, every, we didn't collect a bet on that. It was it was it was a massacre. Is that one of the worst college games you've had all year long? Uh, yeah, it's top three. Top of your head. Oh wow. Okay. 
top three. That Georgia-Tennessee was ugly. We took nothing but Georgia That's money right. there. First half yeah. of the game. Uh-huh. So, as a Notre Dame guy then, what do you make of that number this week against USC? The Trojans laying, you know, six, six and a half. Yeah, I think it's short. I Ooh. just, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not convinced on this Notre Dame team. They lost, they lost Stanford. They lost to Marshall. Okay, I, I, I think USC is going to hang a big number on him in this game. I don't think that Clemson offense is not something you can compare. You can't expect it. This game is not at Notre Dame Stadium on a Saturday night. Um, so I, I think if Notre Dame, this, this could have the makings of one of those Notre Dame national semifinal games that's really one-sided. Wow. I, I'd lay it. I'd lay it now because I think the number the number gets to seven. Can you imagine? Interesting. Can you imagine the handle here in the right with Ohio State, Michigan to start, and then your big primetime game that everyone will be watching Notre Dame and USC with a shot at the playoff on the line for the Trojans. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be an incredible. It's it's just great. I mean, you go you go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, what's is there a better four day stretch other than the opening weekend of March Madness? I don't think so. No, this is the best. How, how did your bets go over the weekend? I went four and one in the contest. My only loser was the Giants, and boy, they didn't show up at yeah. all. Um, you know, St. Brown coming back was a big factor, I think, for uh, uh, for Detroit. But they played well. Uh, I wish I'd have bet more on the Commanders. That w- that was too easy. Uh, so we we did okay mm-hmm. over the weekend. Had I, I, I had USC at two and a half, uh, so that covered. And then Illinois really, I mean. They they've got a case there. I'm surprised Brett Bielema wasn't um, wasn't tweeting uh, about the Qatar goal, goalie in the first game. If there was a fix was in there too. Uh, can you can you tell us what the handle is like for that game? You think coming up on Friday on Black Friday between USA and England? Any projections here? How that might compare to some of these huge games that we have on either Thanksgiving Day in the NFL or some of the big college games on Saturday? That's a really interesting question because it's gonna it's gonna be about whether our large football betters are playing the World Cup. That's that's the only way. Now I walked in yesterday, uh, just after eight. I was shocked to see how many yellow Ecuador jerseys were in the Circus Sportsbook. I mean, we had a tough turnaround just because that game at eight and didn't get over till almost ten to the people that had booths reserved for football. I think we had 24 reservations just for that Ecuador Qatar game. Of course, it was all Ecuador fans. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, there's 94 reservations. I'm talking about people now. 94 for t- for today's Wales USA match in the book. So it'll it'll be full for that. And then uh, I think 160 people have reservations for England USA on Friday. What do you want to do with Qatar the rest of the uh, tournament? That was pathetic. That could have been six five five six nil. It, it's well, they they didn't qualify, right, Paul? I mean, because they're the host country. So, to, to me, look at the bottom teams in these groups, and if you can find props, how many goals they're going to score in group stage? I, there's a lot of them that won't score at all in three games. It's hard to envision them scoring a goal after you watch what happened uh, yesterday. Oh, they were that pathetic. Was tough. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. that yeah. was brutal. Great job, Mike. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you Wednesday. Yeah, see you Wednesday. Thanks, fellas. There you go. Okay. Excellent. Uh, the uh, Yeah, the middle match, it's 30 minutes. No score first. 30 minutes, that prop. Okay. It was 31 with Iran, and it's 35 for USA-Wales. I think the draw, I'm talking myself into this now, the draw in the USA-Wales uh, match makes some sense. I mean, the total there is going to be sitting at two. Um, where it's at right now, you said that you could find two and a half unders minus 180 at DraftKings. Talking yep, to yep, Mike, yep. talking to uh, Nigel earlier, it seems like 
it's it's a pretty decent possibility there, and it would actually make sense. They had a prop total goals today, six and a half. <laughs> well, you get three already in the first half. Yeah, it's kind of a huge help, huh? How about this prop? Will USA win and Kittle score a touchdown? Well, seven to one. I need more than that. Yeah, but that that's available. And uh, tomorrow, total goal scored is ten. Four matches now. We now we get we get four we matches four now starting, starting tomorrow. tomorrow. 2 a.m. Pacific, Saudi Arabia and Argentina to start. Okay, what are you seeing? If if Harry Kane was plus 110, yes. plus 120 to score today, what is Messi tomorrow then? Is he even it's minus 130. He's minus 130 to score? How about a guy Martinez? Yeah. He's plus 105. That's Nigel's pick. No goal first 26 minutes. Can we get a hat trick from him match. in game one? Is that possible? That would be a nice way to start the uh, yes. prop that we have on him. Yeah. He's minus 130 to score a goal. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like the judge home run props. It's, now, it's, it's what it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mike doesn't have much. He's at the Netherlands future, but uh, yeah. that's a good middle match coming up here. Yeah. Yeah, and again, what you have on what Nigel relayed this earlier, 5-1, and one, both teams have scored know. in the last that's, six. Yeah, that's from Bet Rivers. Uh, yeah, five of the last six World Cup matches for Netherlands, both teams have scored. Okay. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we'll get into some of these opening numbers for the weekend coming up here in college football. The last Saturday that we have for the regular season in this sport. A lot of these win totals, by the way, coming down to the wire as well. But some of these numbers that opened up over the weekend, there was a total that opened up 42.5. It's already down to 37. And one number was seven last week. It's now three and a half today. All that coming up here on VSIN. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.